0: Love, talk,
1: radio. This show is dedicated to Mr. Stanley B.J. Hodge, a well-known entertainer, competitor, and former regional and national title holder within the passenger community. Stanley unfortunately passed away on January 21st of this year. He was also featured on my Talent Showcase live show almost about three years ago, where he was a contestant showcasing his beautiful, God-given voice for all of the world to hear. At this time, you know, I would actually like for us to give a brief moment of silence in memory of Mr. Stanley B.J. Hodge. Thank you. Welcome back to the Talk with Micah and Friends, and this is your host and creator, Micah. I hope that all is well and that everyone is divinely blessed in the new year, the new year being 2018. Let's remember to open the new year with new beginnings, new vibes, new energy, new blessings, new memories, new everything. But before we continue with today's show, you know, I actually want to share with you all um, what I posted on my Facebook page only just a few days ago, which pretty much details the reason that I personally have been absent from social media, more specifically Facebook. You know, at times I feel that we are too focused on what success looks like versus what it actually means. We invest in clothes and occupied spaces to help us look the part or look like we are successful. Yet we have no solid foundation to build off or organic inspiration to build from. You know, I believe many confuse wanting success with wanting attention or sharing wisdom, which is wanting to be heard. There are so many that can tell you what it looks like to be successful, but do not know what it actually takes to be successful. You know, I've been occupying social media less because I've been more dedicated and focused on the things that will help me become successful versus looking successful. You know, it's easy to post photos showing you who I aspire to be or what I dream of having, etc., but it's another thing to actually pull yourself away for a minute and work on what you are trying to say and the things you want your friends and your followers to take away. I've been putting more work into some great and amazing things that I'll be sharing with you guys, you know, over the course of a month. And honestly, it feels incredible. You know, I've accepted what my success looks like. I've accepted what I have to do. And I've accepted what I have to go through to get there. And now I honestly couldn't be any happier. Although I do know a social media presence is needed. However, sometimes you really need need to take a step back. And organize and understand just where you are going and why you are doing what you are doing. You do not want to have a fly social media account, but in real life, you are stagnant and going nowhere fast. So people, friends, family, foes, enemies, if I have any, associates, whoever, do yourself a favor and understand just what it is that you are doing, understand what you are saying, and understand where you're going when you step out into this world. So in 2018, we aren't just doing the same things because we want to be seen and heard. But because we want to build a new earth, become more in touch with ourselves, and help each other out. So I am challenging all of you that is list- that are listening in 2018 to not just talk about it, but be about it. And make sure to get things done. Alright? Now with that said... I am in search and open to new show ideas for 2018. If you have any suggestions, please email the thetalkwithmica at gmail.com. Also, if you would like your next event, business venture, or brand advertised on the next show, please email thetalkwithmica at gmail.com. I want you guys to also stay tuned to more of the coming out series episodes and the new Dear Micah series, which is similar to Steve Harvey's Strawberry Letter. So more info will be posted on the Talk with Micah and Friends Facebook page very soon. So, you know, pay, pay attention, stay alert um, for all of that information. Now, I do believe that it's about time for us to sit back and have a little chit-chat with the Continentals and discuss their journey and everything that has happened over the last year as well as within their career. But before we do, let's take a moment to pay a few bills. And when we return, we will have Miss Continental Elite. And Miss the Plus. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Al, and, and I'm Z, and we, we are the Excedent Twins check out our brand new single, If You Let Me, today on
0: iTunes. Your body's on fire, so hot it's got me burning Not up, enough. it's your desire, because I know what you need, yeah. Woo!
1: If you let me today on iTunes or visit our website, www.etcetratwins.com.
0: Good day, thinkers, thought leaders, progressives, and dreamers. I am
1: Craig, the writer, Stewart, and I'm the host of a brand new podcast called So Much to Say. We talk about black shit, white shit, gay shit, and everything in between. Every single Monday, we're available in SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you can listen to a podcast. Oh, and I'm also the author of... Three books. The first is Words Never Spoken, A Memoir. The second, One Thing for Certain, Two Things for Sure, A Memoir Continued. And my brand new book, So Much to Say, A Book of Quotes. All available now in all e-readers, amazon.com. For more on me, visit www.craigtherighterstewart.com. Black America Pageant System will be celebrating 39 years of excellence on March 17th and 18th in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Ramada Plaza Capitol Park Hotel. Honoring Black America Junior and Junior Miss, Zodiac Iman Dickerson and Vita Bonti Starr, Mr. and Miss Black America, Darian Davenport and Dominique Benoit, and Miss Black America Plus Pebbles. Registration for all divisions will be held on the morning of March 17th. Contests for the Junior and Junior Miss Contestants will be held the night of March 17th. The interview will be held for all Mr. Miss and Plus contestants on March 17th. And the Plus contestants will compete on stage March 17th and 18th, while Mr. and Miss contestants will compete on stage on March 18th. Now, for more information, please contact Benny Mosley or Michael Pierce, via Facebook. What's good, Kim Folk? It's your homie, Kendall Brinkley Brown, here, reminding you to check out my latest single titles outside.
0: Go outside a week and play in the rain. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Your situation's got you crazy, got you thinking maybe Don't let the weather kill your dreams, you can't avoid this baby Give birth to the gift in you, you can do what you wanna do We all got problems in this life, that's the way it goes You gotta throw it in the wind, you gotta let it blow yourself hold your Now available on iTunes and Google Play. For
1: more information, please visit www.kindlemix.com. Again, that's www.k enbollmi x.com. how to wear those basic bow ties <laughs> i'm sure get yourself a bow tie mic. some of the finest and custom luxury neckwear you ever see visit www.bowtowemike.com website launch on the 14th of february valentine's day that is let's put an end to those basic bow ties
2: hey everyone this is Giselle lord you're reigning miss renaissance 2018 and you're listening to the talk with micah and friends.
0: You're not what we're looking for. You're wasting your time. And what about that on-stage question? <gasps> oh! I don't believe it. Producers, promoters, club owners, the jive never varies. I'm too this, I'm too that, I'm too much, I'm not quite. I'm too loud, too demanding, too wrong, too not right. Well, too bad if they think I should stay out of sight. Honey, open your eyes. Let me show you the light. I can do undiscovered all by myself. I have had it. Oh.
3: In order to be outstanding one must always be different from others what is different about you what is different about me what is different about me is i am myself i am kiki velazquez lord kelly craig by day i am different because i work hard for the things i want in life i live by faith and by favor and those are the things that make me different but individualized. I'm also different because I love me. I wake up and I look at myself in the mirror every single day and there's people who are just like me or who are not just like me but I'm different because I live each day with a purpose and that's who I am and that's what makes me different in my life and for that I am Kiki Velasquez-Lord, Kelly Craig. You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. What do you, or did you, once fear?
2: The one thing that I feared the most was taking the opportunity to simply be myself. Over the years, I have done Continental several times, and this is my first time doing Continental Elite. But in my personal opinion, Continental is Continental. And when I look upon the years that I have been back and forth, I have been under the guidance of others. And tonight, I came to you simply as myself. And I am very proud that I took the opportunity to do that. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and have a wonderful evening thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, your new Miss Continental Plus,
3: contestant number seven, Kiki (laughs) Lord.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Continental
1: Elite, Fantasia Lamar. And with all of that said, welcome back everyone to the Talk with Micah and Friends. And if you just have joined us, you've actually joined at the best possible time. Um, Sorry for the technical difficulties, but we are here live and in color (laughs) and in voice (laughs) tonight. uh, With bringing in the new year after a brief hiatus doing actual live shows and celebrating 67 episodes today Um, since my initial (laughs) debut in December of 2013, I decided what better way to start the new year off then by sitting down and having a conversation with the reigning two of the Continental System's title holders for the Plus and Elite divisions, Ms. Kiki Velasquez-Lord and Miss Fantasia Lamour, who captured their titles Easter weekend of 2017 in Chicago, Illinois. So let's go ahead and welcome to the show Kiki Velasquez-Lord and Fantasia Lamour. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Hello, Hello everyone. Thank Happy New Year. You're welcome. Happy New Year to both of you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And how about how are you, um, ladies, doing this evening? Cold. <laughs> Cold. But
2: okay. No complaints. Life is okay. good.
1: Okay. And and you, Fontasia.
2: I'm doing better after some adversity. <laughs>
1: okay, good, 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 good. Well, I want to thank the both of you again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to sit and talk with me on tonight. Um, I appreciate everyone that is listening out there um, in radio land, whether you called in or whether you actually are streaming from the actual um, website that was posted earlier today. I really appreciate it. Um, I thought that this time would be the best since preliminaries are coming to a close, and your preparations are well underway for your give-up in April. So, again, thanks again. Now, listen, audience, before we actually get underway, I want to remind everyone that's listening that as we are going along with tonight's show, if you would like to ask a question, provide a comment for the Continental Court, uh, you can press the number one on your phone to get connected to the show. Or if you are streaming live, you can actually, and I say live, by your tablet, computer, or even if you clicked it on your um,
2: on your smartphone.
1: Um, and if you want to, you know, ask a question or provide a comment, um, there's actually a chat room that's um, available to you for those of you that clicked on the actual link. So I'm already in that chat room, so if you have a question or comment, go ahead and plug it in there. Um, But, again, everyone listening, please don't fret. You know, share the most recent link on my page to get all your friends and your continental supporters on on this live interview as well. And, again, if you have maybe you can't call in or you don't feel like you know, hearing your voice over the Internet or you don't want anyone hearing your voice or you can't get to the actual chat pod, but you can get to Facebook and you can inbox me. You can inbox me at Micah Pierce, M-I-C-A-H-P-I-E-R-C-E, if you have a question or a comment for the ladies, okay? Now, with all of that said, Kiki and front page are you ladies ready? Yes, ready. I'm ready. Okay, great. Now, while many of you <laughs> know who you are and, of course, your current title, Um, At the same time, they may not know who's really behind the title, the crown, or the sash. Um, So I just want to start out this chat tonight just getting to know that person. So in your own words, um, can you just give us a little background on where you're from, where you currently reside, and just a little bit about your family, your upbringing, your life, all of that good stuff. And we can start with Kiki, and then we'll go to Fantasia.
3: Hello, everyone. Um, I'm from Buffalo, New York, born and raised. Um, on the east side of Buffalo, I'm the third of 10 children. Um, what else about me? I work for a not-for-profit in my day job as a grant quality manager, where I'm responsible for um, auditing all of our 45 grants um, by the state, New York State Department of Health Aids Institute, and that's what I do on a daily basis. Um, I'm co-parenting with my mother, raising my two nieces and my sister who passed away
1: in October of 2015. And that's pretty much me. <laughs> now, now, Kiki, I've never known that. I've never known you were the, you're the third of ten children. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how was that as a child, you know, uh, growing up, being like one of the oldest, you know, siblings? How was that?
3: Well, my mother and father separated, um, mm-hmm. broke up or what have you, when I was maybe three or four. So I, I lived with an older brother. Okay. And sister side was the youngest on my mom's side, and the third okay. actually on my dad's side. So, got it. But I feel like both of my loving parents. I'm
1: very grateful. Good, 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 good. Okay. And what were some of the things that you um, involved yourself in a, a, as a little child? What type of extracurricular oh, activities?
3: I was. I can remember giving my parents hell as a kid, but I I loved roller skating. I loved. Um, movies. I love playing with dolls, believe it or not. So okay. those are my three big things um, that I really like to do as a
1: child. Okay. Now, as as far as roller skating is concerned, is that something that you do even as an adult, or is that something that you just don't even dip and dab in anymore?
3: Well, I, um, now that I have my nieces, I take them roller skating, and I just sit and watch because I'm like,
0: what about fall? i did I to
3: get back up. So I just oh, watch wow. Uh-huh. So okay. that um, it brings
1: great joy to them. So, okay. Yeah. And, and you and you pointed out, you said movies. Some, movies is something that you love doing as a child, watching movies. Mm-hmm. That you like okay. um, I, I watched a lot of Lifetime, believe it or not. As a child, I did too. I did too. A lot of Lifetime movies, <laughs> especially on Sundays, mm-hmm. right? Uh huh. what's what's your favorite movie? About? My favorite movie.
3: I have to say uh, What's Love Got to Do With It. I know it's okay. old. I know it's a common flavor, but um, I loved um, Tina's Courage at the end, uh-huh. and that, that was a, um, a component that I applied to a lot of aspects of my life. So th- I would say that was, that is my favorite movie.
1: Okay. What's Love Got to Do With It. I love it. <laughs> I love that movie. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you let's, awesome. we're going to move to Fantasia. You know, Fontasia, if you can give us a little background on where you're from, where you currently reside, and just a little bit about your family, your upbringing, your life, all that good stuff.
2: Oh, wow. I am the I am middle child of three. Um, I have an older brother who passed in 2005, uh, so I still have a younger brother. I was born and raised in South Bend, Indiana. Okay. which is a couple of hours from Chicago. Um, as far as my world of entertainment and drag, I pretty much grew up and learned so much in the Chicago area. So that was my upbringing as far as the art of entertainment and female Um, I'm also a self-employed fashion designer. Uh, my father was a minister of music, and um, I have a very, very, very close-knit family. Uh, and when I say close-knit, I mean my brother's, Husband, everyone has always accepted and embraced me for who I am and who I've become, and I know Mm -hmm. that that's very rare in today's society. Some people are kind of, you know, shoned out from their family, but I've been very fortunate and blessed to have a family that just loves me like crazy. I, I I moved out to California in 95, I think it was, 95, and from then I've just been, I've been, everything that I've been involved in, has always been something either fashion-related or some form of, of, um, of entertainment in some way, shape, or form. I was also um, an assistant to Linda Stokes, a fashion designer in Woodland Hills that's very well known to a lot of celebrity clientele. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's a little Stokes. bit in a nutshell about me.
1: Now, I don't know anything about Linda Stokes, but, you know, I learn something new every day. So is does Linda uh-huh. Stokes, is she still designing and all of that stuff to this day? Oh, yes. yes. okay. So
2: Linda Soap okay. is very uh, very well known in the industry. A lot of things you might see on the red carpet is probably, you know, a lot of Linda Soap stuff. So her clientele is is qu- quite a bit of, of celebrity clientele. But I worked with her for eight years and learned so much by working with her after mm-hmm. already, you know, being a self-taught fashion designer
1: right. and,
2: and seamstress and tailor.
1: Okay. And with fashion design, is that something that, um, I know that you are engulfed in outside of you know pageantry and doing your shows and you know your your day to day living, but is that something that you're looking forward to even making bigger and better um over the next couple of
2: years? Or? Well. Actually, it's something that I'm looking forward to getting back into
1: okay because
2: for, for the past nine years consecutively, I've been mm-hmm. pretty much involved in in pageantry, so right. I've not been able to really dig my teeth into you know, fashion like I used to. I, I, I literally owned a store when I was living in South Bend, Indiana,
0: called mm. Studio
2: Five Seek. Um, so I'm no stranger to sewing for people, but sometimes I'm very, very quick to tell a person no because mm-hmm. I'm so busy with my regular shows as well as pageantry and stuff like that. But eventually I'm going to get back into it.
1: Yeah, and because I, I can remember, what I, I'm, I'm glad that you are getting back into that, but I remember that um, Lisa, was it Lisa, Lisa Ray? Right, Lisa Ray.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: She she um, sported some of your things on like the, the run. I don't know if it was at the BET Awards, but it was something. It was somewhere. Um, she sported some of your some return, of your things. I
2: think it was like three or four years ago. Her first return back to uh, BET red carpet. I made mm-hmm. her um like this a mesh a floral printed dress. Right. And then the following year I did her a, a cat suit. Right. And I've done a lot of things for her, and ironically. What a lot of people don't know. Some people that know me closely know that when I first started sewing, mm. I used to do fashion shows in Chicago, Illinois at the Taste Entertainment Center, where I first met her, and she was one of my favorite models. And ironically, she was my that I ever sewed an outfit to, and it was a white dress.
0: Mm, cause she
2: loves white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I hate white, but
1: um, yes, yeah, she loves white. Yeah. But great, great, great. Little known facts. So, so let me ask the the both of you, um, how did it all begin for you, um, for you, for the both of you, as far as it relates to the art form of female impersonation? Like, how did that even come right. about? And 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 do you remember your first show and your first pageant? You know, give us some background on that.
2: Oh, oh I uh, definitely do yeah. want <laughs> you want to go first, Kiki? Dora? I'll go first. Thank you, my <Martha>. Um <laughs>
3: There was a club in Buffalo called Club 134. Some of my friends listening may remember. Um, And I would be so amazed by the ladies that were entertaining there. So I said, I can do this. And I met uh, my gay father along the way who's been with me since. And um, that's where I got my start. But my real start, um, I used to have friends that would go to Atlanta. I was maybe 18 or so, so I was still, you know, finding myself. And they Mm -hmm. would bring me back these videotapes of the stars of the century. Mm. I, I was like, I want to, this is what I want to do. I can do this.
0: Mm. And then, mm-hmm. um,
3: Terry Williams, my, one of my best friends, she had came to, uh, Buffalo as the reigning Continental Plus for Miss New York Continental. It was only Continental, not Continental, but she was an entertainer. And mm-hmm. I was so amazed by her. And that's how I got my, my real itch for, um,
1: the craft, and for Continental. Wow. It's it's interesting that the stars of the century was kind of like your spark. Like it was that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it when I, I, I moved to Atlanta – At about 2000, moved in 2001, and so my very first like official show, like I had been to shows in South Carolina before, but my first like official show was Stars of the Century, and it was something that I walked into. It was nothing that I was expecting to go to, and I end up happening to walk into their one of their biggest shows, which was their anniversary show, and that's when like I first met all of the ladies, you know, all of them. And so it's kind of funny that, you know, Star of Century is what got your spark. And then Star of Century for me is kind of what opened me up to, to the shows and, and entertainment altogether. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, remember... still have, I still have some of those
3: um, VHSs <laughs> and some CDs. And I can remember Raquel Lord
1: um, uh-huh.
3: doing a song, um, and maybe Lisa Fisher saved me, I think that was the song. And I was just so mesmerized by it. And wow. that's kind of where I
0: took
1: my last name from, if that uh-huh. makes sense. Right. So, well, for all the way back then, the start of uh-huh. the century in Club 134 here in Buffalo. And, and so I love ask, asking um, these types of questions because you just really never know, you know, where a person draws their inspiration from or how they really started or whoever who even, they were looking mm-hmm. up to, you know, as they were coming up or coming into themselves. So that was interesting to find out about you. So what was your, do you remember your very first show, like the very first song you ever performed on stage?
3: I sure do, and I probably have the little bitty white dress of the attic, but it was um, Monifa, You Don't Have to Love
0: Me. Oh, my like, God, I love, love that song. Yes. Oh, so my God. God. God just, um,
3: Bob wig that I got from my grandmother's wig stand, and um, a white dress from Dots. And, <laughs> and these clunky,
1: clunky Taylor's shoes, and I got out there, and I got the bug from there. <laughs> wow. And I'm, I, I'm like, really gagging because Monique, that was a song. I was listening, to, like, I think she came out when I was maybe in middle school and, like, You Don't Have to Love Me, like, that was one of my favorite songs, and I'm so surprised that anyone even knows that because I really felt like I was the only one that knew that song. So that's kind of interesting. We have a lot in common, I see. Monique, yeah. Uh, okay, okay, cute. Yeah. Now, Font- now, Fontasia, what about yourself? Um, how did you all be, how how did you get your start within art felt, and within the art form of female impersonation?
2: Oh wow. You know, uh, before I even uh, share that I'm listening uh to Kiki's story when she mentioned mm-hmm. stars of the century. Mm-hmm. Like that's something I didn't even know and and you know, I'm reigning with her, so it's right. to show that there's so much you can learn about a person in a a short period of time.
0: Okay. So Kiki,
2: we're gonna have to have a chit chat a little bit later <laughs> on. Anywho um, Our daily chat, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, my upbringing, as, as far as my um, my introduction into the world of drag, is so it's so funny that I can mention so many names, and it really humbles me to know that a lot of the legendary girls that I grew up with or that I came up around, mm-hmm. a lot of them are no longer with us, and mm-hmm. I'm one that's still standing. Um, and I, I used to go back and forth to Chicago a lot, and I've watched a few shows, um, and I was very, very uh, intrigued and entertained by uh, Slay Monroe, um, Tasha Thomas, may she rest in peace, Kareen Alexander, and these are some of the head, um, head ladies that were hosting shows back in Chicago. I didn't even think about getting in drag or anything,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: because I had such an androgynous look, a few friends asked me, to come and enter this contest, which is at a club called Club Larray. Now, the funny thing is, a lot of people, will be, this would be interesting uh, to you to hear this. We did um, the song by um, I Don't Want to Be Alone at uh, School Days. It was me and a guy by the name of Mark, I don't know his last name, and Sam Fine, the actual mm-hmm. Sam Fine, the makeup artist. And uh, we entered this contest, we won the contest, and from that day, it was just like like any other person that would tell you these same type of stories, I was just bit by the drag bug. I came back the following week because it was a weekly talent show, and I won the following week doing Jody Watley.
0: Uh. Uh,
2: and my, it just kind of took off with drag. I just started doing it occasionally from time to time in Indiana as well as Chicago. And then I got introduced to this thing called the Miss Continental Pageant.
1: Uh. Um,
2: <laughs> and one the face that stood out to me the most was a person that was a personal friend of mine. Um, Sasha Valentino may she rest yeah. in peace
0: yeah. and as
2: I watched her and so many other people I was just so entertained not only by that but by the fashion um, that was involved with it as well and back then one of the heavy hitter fashion designers was Martin Elliott who's still okay. in Chicago now uh-huh. so I've always wanted to get a piece of that when I first started watching it and this is way back in the 90s so from that time until now I ended up being blessed to be Miss
1: Continentally, Lee yes. Sasha Valentino, I love her, love her. Uh, Jodi jo- Jody Watley, what song did you perform by Jody Watley? Because I have a favorite by her. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm
0: looking for, for endless love, baby. love
1: baby. Okay, Yeah, <laughs> I can remember being in my in my living room, in my well, my mom's living room uh, wasn't mine, it was hers, but in 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 the living room, mm-hmm. was, like playing that over and over and over. So, you know, yeah, I, even though, like, I'm younger and, you know, well, I'm 36, but, like, I still have an old soul. So I'm, because of my mom, like, a lot of those old, you know, hits and all those old jams I used to always grow up on or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Jordi Whiteley, a in a roll. That was interesting to, to you know, to, to hear. Um, and then you got, both of you work with work with each other every now and again, right, out there?
2: Yeah, she's, uh, she lives literally five minutes from me uh, in Long Beach. She kind of travels out uh more than anything now, because she's she doesn't work a lot in in the area. But right. one of the things that interests me with her is the fact that she was one of the best. And I and I stand firm when I say this. I feel like she's probably one of the best MCs. Who's spontaneous, witty, informative, mm. and extremely funny. With her stand up uh, comedy, uh, it just she's like a natural when when she's given a microphone. So that was one of the other draws that made me drive back and forth two hours. To Chicago to go and see the show. Right. Interesting.
1: And see how it just comes twofold, like you know, that was somebody that you would go and see, and then now you the both of you are like friends and you work with right. each other every now and again? Like that's just amazing. It's, oh, it's funny how the world was,
2: works. And she was also very influential in my package for uh Continental Elite this year, the this year. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good.
1: So 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 we, we I get the I get the history or I, or I or I've gotten the history. Behind Kiki's name, but Fontasia, what's the history behind your stage name? How did that come about?
2: Um, my stage name was based off of my 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 real name initials, which is Fuddy Lewis, and okay. I legally added Fontasia to my middle name uh, back in two thousand seven. Um, okay. And when I first started doing drag, my first name I wanted to have if I had to, if I was able to rewind the hands of time, I would have been. with, with <laughs> I would have went with a single name but I got started and my name it kinda of just I kinda of progressed quite rapidly, so it was kinda of too too difficult for me to try to change my name. But I took Lamour because I didn't want to use love because my drag mom is Tracy Love. So okay. I used Lamour, which is love in French.
0: Oh wow. Mm. So
2: interesting took- how that
1: worked out. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Now, you know, I, I do believe that in some way we are inspired by those that are either you know, near us in relationship or even by those that aren't aware or or involved in our own personal space or lives. So I would like to take this time out for each of you, you know, to talk about your inspirations in life and, you know, tell the listening audience, you know, uh, the reason as to why that individual or individuals are um, your inspiration. So it could be on and off stage. It could be people that don't even know that, you know, you're their inspiration. Mm -hmm. And I'll let Kiki, if you want to go first and tell us who who inspires you.
3: Um, For me, in my personal and everyday life, um, I would say my grandmother, she's no longer um, with me, but she was, when I decided to be Kiki and Kelly, I left my mom's house and I went to live with her, and she took me in with no judgment, you know, let me finish school, let me work side jobs, and she just loved me for the rest of her life, so she Mm You know, there's not a day that goes by that um, so I don't think about her and I don't miss her. As far as um, the art form, um, there are uh, many, 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 but really one that um, stands out as I was seeing myself as Continental many, many years ago would be um, Victoria LaPage. And um, many people may say because of the glamour um, and the glitz and all that, but I can remember in 2007 when I competed, my grandmother had passed maybe six days after I came home, and then I had some other things, and she was one of the very few people in that setting Mm that took me through that most fine part of my life. So um, I got a, a respect for a very different respect for her, back then until now. So those are two of the names that really stand out um, that really inspired me that
1: have, you know. Okay. And what was your grandmother's name? Mary Alice Taylor. Mary Alice Taylor. From Troy, Alabama. Okay. <laughs> Mary Mary Alice Taylor. I love that now. I mean, you see that name across the resume. You're like, oh, I would love to interview her. So Mary Alice Taylor. So can... and... Go ahead.
3: So when you see me with Mariana, with my niece, you know that yeah. that's where Mariana's
1: name came from. Gotcha. And she's gotcha. a wedding image of Grandma. So. Oh wow! So Mary Alice Taylor and Victoria Page, great, great inspiration. Um, and and you, Fantasia, who, who are your inspirations? Who are you inspired? I have
2: several. Okay. I I don't think this the show is probably not long enough for me to name
0: them
2: all. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. The only thing I can say is when, it, when I equate the world of pageantry, mm-hmm. as far as that realm of entertainment, the two names that really, really stuck out for me, of course, is Sasha Valentino mm-hmm. and um, Monica Monroe. Okay. But overall, as far as an entertainer, inside and outside of pageantry is definitely and undoubtedly Tasha Long. Mm. Um, and then outside of that industry, just in general,
0: uh-huh. um,
2: Patty LaBelle and... Um, Celia Cruz and Shirley Bassey because when I watch them these are these are female entertainers in the industry that don't have any problem with glitz and glamour and makeup and costume and they really perform mm-hmm. you know what I mean so that's where a lot of my inspiration comes, comes from and if I had to narrow down inspiration to family I would definitely just have to say my family just as a whole I think that I'm so blessed with the family that I have. I feel like if everyone had a family like mine, the world would be a better place. Because, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like so many people just, I mean, there are people that literally despise who we are and what we do. I live my life out loud with no problem and no issues with my family. I've, I've been in relationships before where I bring my partner home, and they embrace, they will embrace him and call him, son, they'll call him brother, mm. and there's very few families that, that are like that. So from my family to uh, pageant inspirations to to mainstream inspirations, I mean, the list goes on and on.
1: Fontaine, just saying right there, if you could at this moment talk to uh, a mother or a father or both, you know, that are struggling with the issues of acceptance of their, you know, their child, their daughter, their son, whatever, what would you say to them?
2: Oh, Wow. That's a lot of pressure, Micah. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no. I, I think my perspective is so different because I can't fathom the thought of being rejected from my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my my father, may he rest in peace, was a minister of music. Uh, he was someone that was heavy into church, but he was also someone that never force fed me anything. He never pushed anything uh, on me. He never pushed religion on me. And this is a man that came to my football game, not to see me play football, but to watch me cheer. So hmm. that has been something that has stuck very near and dear to my heart. Um, and if, if I didn't have that opportunity to spend with him, I would feel very, very lost. So with that being said, I would, I would want to express, parents that it's extremely important to just simply love and embrace who a person is because that's something that does not belong to them. It belongs to that individual. You know, once yeah. they're once they're 18, they're they're no longer your responsibility. So the least you can do is just accept and embrace who they are, and just and just give them love. There's, there's a lot of things that I did even before. Uh, getting accepted by a few people in my family, but the main thing that everyone has always done is respected me. You don't have to accept anything, but you right. have to respect, respect. That's so right. I, was, I guess to narrow, to, just to narrow it down in a nutshell, I would say that it's very important to just simply respect everyone, including your children.
1: Love it. Love it. Thank you, Fantasia. Now, Kiki, did you want to add anything to that as far as if you were speaking to a family um, and, and about acceptance of their you know, son, daughter, whatever, um, what would you say? What would you say to that parent? Kiki, sit with us. Kiki? <laughs> oh, I'm
3: sorry. I have my phone on mute. I'm sorry. That's the only okay. thing I would really add to that um, what fontage is that it's really that when you're t- talking to parents and, or as a mentor or what have you, is to really have them understand that, that the child is not a mistake. There was no mistake made when this child was created. This was already destined for them to be who
1: they are. Right. So you You're really welcome. should just love them and accept them and not okay. run them away. Thank you so very much. And, and hopefully someone, someone out there is listening. So, mm-hmm. so give me two things of all the things we've already talked about so far, because there's some things you may have put out there that people don't know, but give me two things, if you can think of two, that most people don't even know about you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Two? <laughs> <Dude. laughs> if you can narrow it down to two.
2: <laughs> well, I want to narrow it down to two things. Okay. One, um, and I'm not I'm not saying um, everyone because quite a few people know, right. that I actually was a state champion wrestler uh, <laughs> okay. my sophomore year in high school.
1: Okay. State uh, champion wrestler. And, All right. I
0: ain't
2: messing with you. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> and secondly, I think that a lot of people, you know, perception is everything. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I'm not saying that I'm a hardcore roughneck, but I'm a little hood. Okay. I am A little. People. <laughs> I, I'm a little I'm I'm <laughs> she's she's dormant in my system, so I I can be a little hood. From a little
1: hood and state champion yeah. wrestler. You say this is when you, you are your sophomore year
2: of high school? My sophomore year in high your school,
1: I was a school. state champion wrestler. All right. All right. No, I put the, the boys down. Okay, so so tell me, is, is that something that still interests you? Not as far as being a wrestler, but is it something that you ever like watch, or is that something that you just don't
2: even read too much? Oh no, okay. not at all. That whole um, that whole portion of my life was literally, mm-hmm. believe it or not, a dare, because okay. I had two brothers that were, you know, the Montreal men, right? The the, the sportsmen, and they were like, I, I would never do this or, I would never do that. And I did it uh, to kind of prove to them that I could do anything if, if I want to. And right. because I was a lightweight, I didn't have to wrestle, like, the really heavy, muscular guys. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, it just got to a point where it was just something that was, like, in my comfort zone. I was like, oh, yeah, I can do this. But I just did it for that, for a couple of years, and then that was it. Um, when I got into my, my junior year, uh, senior year, I was cheerleading. Okay.
1: <laughs> and were now were you the only um, male cheerleader at the time in your high school? I know
2: there was two. There were two oh, of us, two. and they called us. They didn't call us cheerleaders. They called us
1: gymnasts. Gymnasts. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. When in, in my high school, I, we had we had two, but we called them cheerleaders. One of them, of which is my cousin. Um, we we just called them, you know, male cheerleaders. But they called you gymnast. Okay, that was that was a spin on it. Yeah. Um what what, what about you, uh, Kiki? What are two things that you can honest, down? I'm really an open book <laughs> to be honest. But what you, what you know, what would the average person that only knows of you from stage what are two things that they just would not know about you? <sighs> oh.
3: I love being at home. I you know, I go out a lot but I love being at home as a homebody. I love just okay. Relaxing, no wig, no makeup, no nothing. You know, okay. that's really it for me. Oh, you know, know. Look, um, no, uh, love
2: just, being but, at home.
3: No nothing, just basic. Basically,
1: boy. Basic. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> but <laughs> but there, just, that, just, a, just a little
3: piggyback or sidetrack or what have you on that. Mm-hmm. What One of the things I wanted to, um, <clears throat> you probably can remember, we talked about this the interview, is to really fortunate enough to be crowned to really show that I'm, I'm human,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
3: mm-hmm. and, and mistakes are going to be made. And I'm just like, I was just like any other girl who wanted to be Continental with all the flaws and all of that stuff. So it's not
1: like smoke and mirrors. It is what right. you see is what you get. What you see is what you get. And, and, and that's important. It's important to be yourself. And, you know, I think that um, our community you know of course they put the title holders and they put people that are in leadership they put them on. I mean even the president you know they, they, they put you know we all put people on pedestals and sometimes we put others on higher pedestals than than the norm mm-hmm. because of their position you know but we also must know that they are you know that they are flawed like I mean they're not flawed they they, they have issues you know everybody has something going on with themselves So you have to kind of remind yourself that they are human you know and you Hold someone up to a certain standard, but not hold yourself up to the same standard, no matter the right. position. No matter the position. So, thank you for saying that, um, Fontasia. I ooh. remember you being on a TV show, and I remember <laughs> um, now, mind you, I didn't know it was you until la- years later. But uh, being in the Bills, Bills, Bills video by Destiny's Child. <laughs> um, yeah, so, t- so much tell much us little about. Little. <laughs> yeah, tell us about those those two experiences um, of being a television actor or just being in videos, and do you even see yourself getting back into that, that realm of of the industry?
2: Um, at this day and age, I feel like if something was to fall in my lap, I would go for it, but I kind of stopped going out and auditioning um, because after I landed the role in Spark, at the time I had an agent and... I remember, I remember. One, there was a month. There was one month I went on twenty three auditions. Mm. Like literally, within one month I went on twenty three auditions and I didn't land not one of them. And every time my agent would get a call, it was always because I was too feminine, or my voice was too soft, or I was too passable. Because most of society today, they want to be able to tell that this really is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Know? So uh-huh. when I, the part that I played in Sparks was. It was casted for a convincing passable um, transsexual mm-hmm. uh, that was the love interest of um, one of the lawyers. One of the lawyers in the firm. So I kind of landed that uh, really, really easily. But after that, not very much kind of fell in my fell in my plate as far as acting um, with, with with television and film. So I just got heavier into the whole drag world and the pageant world to sustain. And to get what was what was needed and what was tangible to make ends meet, <laughs> instead right. of sitting around and waiting on an auditions. So after after that, once I got so much um, rejection, I was like, I can't waste my time going on all these auditions. So I just kind of dropped off uh, the world of of acting as far as auditioning for it. But at this point in time, now I've done so much in my repertoire that people can just look me up, and if they're interested, I'll they're, go they're, they'll call you. Right. My... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not a problem, not a problem. But yeah, if if you did not know, uh, everyone out there in Radio Land and, and listening from podcasts, whatever wherever you're listening, um to the show is that, yeah, if you go back and you watch Bills, Bills, Bills and there's a, you know, they're all in the the uh beauty salon or, or whatever and you know, Fantasia comes in. Is it that like you snatch your wig off or something? I can't remember. It was something. Yeah, snatch my wig off and throw it on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <all the> <laughs> oh, you yes. know, the funny
2: thing is, at, at your leisure video, I want uh-huh. you to watch that video. Okay. And I want you to realize and understand that you being uh, in the industry that we're in now, especially with marketing, that uh-huh. part really didn't make any sense. That was mm-hmm. the part that the director did not even want. It was the girls that wanted it, but because oh, their wow. budget, they didn't have the budget for it. Uh-huh. Beyonce herself <laughs> literally slid me my fee in her hand. So they had to pay for that themselves out of pocket. So it was kind of wow. like a, a quick little gig. So it, it was not like I get residuals for it or anything. Right. Which is a one time thing. I did it and it's done and over with. See, <laughs> and, you, you know, the things you find out. The things you find
1: right? out. But thank you, Beyonce, for that. <laughs> thank you, Beyonce, for that. No. Um, We talked about perceptions, misconceptions, things of that nature. This is something that I – this is a question that trips up, for some reason, everyone that I interview. If it's not the misconception, it's the the two things that people don't know about you. Those are kind of like the two questions that always, you know, trips people up. But um, I'm going to ask it again. I ask it on um, every interview that I'm – if I'm interviewing the Continentals, if I'm interviewing um, legends in the the industry, whatever. Um, So just like, you know, we're getting to know – each of you as people, you know, off the stage, you know, people perceive each of you, even myself included, one way when we could totally be the, the opposite. So the question is, what's the biggest misconception of Ms. Fontasia Lamore, and what's the biggest misconception of Ms. Kiki velasquez Lord? Wow. Oh. wow. You know, I can
2: have... tell you know, the funny thing when we get questions, sometimes after an interview is over, where you can think of other things. Right, yeah. But just off the top of my head, mm-hmm. I can say this, and I, and I think that I speak for quite a few. And one of the misconceptions with me, as well as many other people in this industry, is I am not coined. I just posted that mm. on somewhere today. Mm-hmm. And some people think that, oh, she's coined. She's, she's, uh, she's got this and she's got that. I am truly, truly a struggling artist living alone in California where the cost of living is r- ridiculously Ridiculous. high. Yeah. Um, and I'm very fortunate to not have any bad habits to support with the exception of pageantry. You know, it's, an ex- it's a very expensive hobby that we indulge ourselves in, but to make ends meet, it's really, really a struggle. But I've, I'm very blessed to be able to maintain and compensate by, you know, um, Rethinking things and compromising things, um, so I have a lot less financially than people may perceive. Okay, I'm glad you was able to answer the question. You know, most people are like, <laughs> oh, pondering,
1: but that's a good and that's a good response too. She is not coined, everybody. She she has coins, but she's not
2: coined. <laughs> Okay. And you know, you. funny, I, uh, one, more, one more thing about this yeah. is, you know, back in the day when I was getting prepared for regular Continental, I'm never one who's too proud to beg.
1: Right. And I'm uh, always going to go
2: feelings and things of that nature because I have so much support. So without my supporters and, and, and followers and people that, that love and support me, there's no way I could have been able to do half the things that I've done. So a lot of the expense comes from other people that enjoy who I am and what I do. That's right.
1: Yeah, and I, I always, you know, would say just from listening to, you know, I'm an observer. I, I listen to what people say, um, even when they may not be speaking to me, not saying that I'm nosy. But if we're in a, in a room and they're talking, you know, we're all in a group collectively talking and they share some interest or whatever. I I'm always listening. I'm always listening to what the people are saying, and um, I can just remember, you know, um, Alicia Paris. Um, uh, she had went to Continental years ago. I mean, it was it was it was a while ago. Whenever the first time she ever stepped on the stage, and I think she may have gotten in the ten or twelve or whatever. I don't remember, but I remember being at her home and she was talking, and she said, "You know, I went to Continental, and I got in the." Um, I got in the uh, the twelve or whatever, and she was like, you know, after I left, I didn't make the five. I didn't, of course, didn't win. But she's like, there were so many people that reached out and wanted to help support me in my in my quest. If I ever went back, there's so many people that
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, wanted to book me just because I was on that stage, you know. And right. I and I've seen that happen since her saying that. Mm-hmm. I've seen that happen to even one of um someone uh, a very close friend of mine, you know, who they just. Someone just reached out just because, and I'm sure that's happened to both of you. But just because you stepped on that stage, just because someone believed that you could be Miss Continental, whether it be Elite mm-hmm. Plus, whatever, and say, you know what, I want to mm-hmm. sow into you, I want, I want, I want to, I want to yeah. support you in your dream, you know. Um, so I, I think it's important for people to know that as long as you push yourself out there and people see and, and love what you do and um, want to, you know, want to support you, they'll do that. They'll do that. So. Oh yeah. So that so, um, what about uh Miss Kiki? What the, what's the big miss? what are one of the biggest misconceptions or misconceptions that they have about you?
3: I would say for me locally in my in my in my region here, um mm. and in my weekend gig at the bar I've been at over maybe fifteen years, I think some of the perception for some of the girls is um I come across as grand or cocky or what have you. Um, that's not the case. Um, if I have it, you got it, you know, but I'm I'm also willing to work for everything to yeah. get everything out of life. Mm-hmm. So that, I would say that was, that is quote unquote, still one of the
1: uh, misconceptions about me, especially in my local area. Okay. That you're grand and cocky and all of that. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. I mean, then I, I think that people, when you don't associate, I mean, I'm I've gotten that before, but you don't. You
3: don't have to. Don't when get you me don't. wrong. I, I, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure Fantasia can attest. uh attest to that I do have a strong opinion. But that um, yes, she does. she does. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm always um thinking of the the positive outcome in whatever the situation is. So yeah.
1: yeah I mean, Taki. If, if I got it, you got it. Yeah. And but I I think people just perceive that, or they they perceive that or they have that perception, now I'm just saying on you, I'm just saying generally of people, is that sometimes when you don't associate yourself with everybody and that you like who you like, you deal with who you deal with, and that's just because that's the way you navigate through life. And you, mm-hmm. as, as we get older and become, you know, adults and more mature or whatever, you realize who you can have on your team and who you can't have on your team. And yeah. then the ones that you are not a part of your team are the ones that may look at you and say, oh, she's so grand. Or, oh, she's so cocky. Or Oh, she's so conceited. And it's none of those things. You know, that's your perception, and you're more than welcome to, to have mm-hmm. that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the truth. Right. Know? So yeah. so I, I, get yeah. down, I get it. I get it. Can I, I say I,
2: something oh, yeah, go ahead. I wanna I, I just have to touch
1: of course, you
2: know. <laughs> of course wow, wow. When I was proud, and then when when Kiki was crowd, I was like, uh-huh. Okay, I got to deal with her for a whole year. <laughs> I wonder how she I wonder if she's gonna be I was like, I wonder if she's gonna be kinda like me. Mm. And when I tell you she is a firm and assertive business woman uh-huh. and she is she is really, really about it and it has been such a blessing for me to ring we her pu- we possess a lot of the same qualities when it comes to promotion, advertising, and getting things done. And good. a lot of times when I don't get something done, I can rely on her to get it done. Right.
1: And that's a, that's a good team. That's a good team, bro. That's a good team.
2: Yes. You yes. Know. So, well, I was saying that to say that I, had, I might have misconceived how I thought she would have been, but she mm. was that and more. Oh. Wow. Oh, my God. I love you. We have definitely
3: created a long, uh, lifelong friendship.
2: That's good. You okay. know,
3: that's
1: good. Yeah. That's what it's all about. You know, that's especially in the in the times and the days that we're in now. That that's what it's all about: creating bonds and sticking with them. Um. So so I want to talk really quickly before we um talk about your your journey um within Continental currently. Um. Just in regards to because so, both of you are black trans women. Um. And I and mm-hmm. I just wanted to get your you know opinion. About um, what is it like being a black trans woman in today's society? Well, I would well, you say, go me. I'm sorry. Go
0: go ahead. Ahead. You, go, you go first. You go first. It's a it's
3: a, it's it's literally a day to day journey. You know, you're always discovering new things. You're always learning from people. You're always discovering yourself. It's really a a, a life long day to day journey. I would, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. For me, one would of you these,
3: agree? One would of, you agree, Fantasia?
2: Oh, definitely. And, it, and it, it's a consistent. It's a consistent journey, like 24/7. Mm-hmm. But but one of the things for me personally that has changed, I would say, over the past few years, is being enlightened by all of our creatures mm-hmm. that we are are losing yeah. for whatever reason. So I have a, a really mm-hmm. good friend of mine that um that. Um, he's a sergeant in the military, very, very close friend of mine. And he mailed me a gift and said that he wanted me to keep this because he felt as though I needed it with so much that's going on. It was a taser and uh, a a stun gun, one of those taser things, and some mace. Mm.
1: And
2: my point is what disturbed me with that is those are things that people may need for whatever reason, but for him to reach out to tell me that I needed it because of what's going on in our society, it kinda of gave me a rude awakening of something that I was totally aware of, but then it made me realize, oh wow, some of the things that are going on, this could be me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, it was it was a little sad but yet enlightening at the same time.
1: Wow. So did that what 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 advice, um would you um, both of you give to just young trans women or um, young adults that are in that, that roadblock where they're in that androgynous state or they're trying to figure themselves out? Like what advice would you give, um, give to them at this point or at this stage in their life when they're trying to figure it out?
3: The first thing is that everyone's transition is different. No, one's, no one is ever the same. Um, you know, some people can't transition because of their careers, because of their family.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: really take really take your time to to un, to understanding and, and really get to know you as you transition.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's really the
3: best advice.
0: Okay, thank you.
2: What about you, Fantasia? Well, I would definitely say, as far as transitioning is concerned. The main thing I would the main advice that I would give to someone is to make your transition for you and for no one else mm-hmm. because a lot of girls transition for the wrong reasons, yeah, and unfortunately and realistically, a lot of girls transition for pageants they, trans- mm-hmm. they transition for shows, and when you mm-hmm. transition depending on the extent of what you take it, sometimes there's no turning back so um, mm-hmm. the funny thing is people that I mean if you really know me and you look at my career the first 10, 15 years of my career, I was a boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know the term yeah. when they say boy yeah. Uh, yeah. versus, you know, the transgender. So I didn't start transitioning until, uh, in fact, when I filmed Sparks, I was just starting to transition then. Mm-hmm. But when I okay. made my transition, I made my transition for me. I didn't make mm-hmm. my transition for shows. I didn't make it for pageants. I made it for me. And the reason I say this is because prior to me, taking the initiative to make the transition myself, I had girls in my ear. I had my friends telling me, oh, girl, you should be, oh, you will be so sickening if you got your face pumped. You should mm-hmm. do this or you should do that. I always said, no, that's not me. I'm not ready for that. It's something that I thought about, but I don't think I want to do that right now. But mm-hmm. when a moment hit me, when I felt that I was ready to do it for me, it made me content mm-hmm. that, I, that I did it, and it was my decision for my life, and nothing more than that it had nothing to do with the world of pageantry.
1: Do it for you and no one else. I love that. Right. Yeah. And, and do your research. It's it's so much, you know, um as speaking with other you know, speaking to other trans women of, on my show and just personally, you know, it's just so much information. Mm-hmm. I even I always say I, I've i gone to the, the, the trans health conference in Philadelphia before and there was so much there was a wealth of knowledge out there. So there's mm-hmm. so much stuff out there for, for young adults and, and people that are considering transitioning, whether it be transitioning to male, transitioning mm-hmm. to female. There's so much information out there for you, so you'll be able to transition the the right way. Um, and as as yeah. my my sister would Talia would say, would be the healthy way. So there's just so much um, stuff out there. So just make sure that you guys are tapping into those resources um, to make it happen. But again, as the both of you said, do it for you, don't do it for anyone else. I appreciate that. So let's, let's go ahead and roll ahead. that back to roll this back to to drag, um, and, and female impersonation and and all of that. Um, Because we're talking about advice. What advice, if you could give yourself one piece of advice, and let's talk talk about ten, maybe 10, 15 years ago, we we had to rewind the hands of time. Mm. What would you tell your younger self in preparation for what you know now?
2: I would tell myself the same thing that my mother and my grandmother Mm -hmm. have always told me. Whatever you do, just do it well and be happy within yourself.
0: Love it. Love it, Kiki.
2: <laughs>
3: okay, I <laughs> would, I would, I would say, um, you could get anything out of life as long as you're willing to work for it. Mm-hmm. To really, to really work hard, anything you want, whether it's a pageant, whether it's uh, things in your own personal life, as long as you're willing to work for it and put in the time, the effort, you can achieve it.
1: Most definitely, and hard work and dedication.
3: It took me some time to really realize that with a lot of different things in my
1: life. Thank you so much. Kiki, same with you. Uh And let's move to Continental. So how many times did you compete for Miss Continental Plus? I competed for Continental
3: seven, Continental Plus, seven times.
1: Seven times. Mm -hmm. So you won on your seventh attempt.
3: My seventh try, and I was contested number seven, so it's like the universe
1: kind of like full circle. What team, a- a- it was a- a- after after? mean to cut you off. Uh, after the sixth attempt, what made you decide to dust your heels off one more time and come back? Are you, do you talk about the fifth or sixth? No, no, the sixth after the after the sixth oh. time. <laughs> And then you decided to come back for the seventh time. What, 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 what was it that made you dust your heels off and say, "I have to go back another time"? What was it? Really believing in myself,
3: and I, I came so close, you know. And I know what my shortfall was with um, the pageant my sixth year, and I, Mm -hmm. and I, and I believe that I could. I was, you know, a lot of girls say I was already continental. I was already continental, but I believe that I could really achieve that goal, and I wasn't taking no for an answer. And I said, "Well, we gotta save some more money, we gotta you know do put in the work and i, and I said i am not taking no for an answer
1: how How did you deal with the defeat though
3: year after year?
1: Cause you didn't you get first one up twice and yeah you know,
3: but one of the one of the things which I, I share with the with the girls um in our in our qualified contestants chat, some of them may be on is that um I really did not believe that I could win the pageant until coffee's year, when that's the first time I was first runner-up. Mm-hmm. You know, I was so bitter about not making the 12 Whitney's year. I was like, I'm not coming back. I'm <laughs> going to do this and do that. And, you know, and I had the opportunity to go back. And, I, you know, I had everything from uh, final night because I didn't make the, the finals. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, can, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I Skype free Hurt in my living room, you know, and, and he was in Chicago and I got in my car and I drove to Chicago and I was first run up and I said, I could I could be Miss Continental Plus. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about
1: this.
0: Mm-hmm. Good.
1: So let I'm still saying with you, Kiki, I'm gonna to go to Frontaia just a second Because mm-hmm. both of you will be able to answer this, this next question, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you and then we'll go back to Fontasia for the first okay. Um with being defeated. Um, in in the past. And like you said, you didn't make the twelve, and, oh, you know, I'm not going back. As we've seen in social media, people who are defeated, people who do not win um, and all of these types of things because of whatever has transpired over the course of the pageant that night, they decide to go on social media now because we didn't have that back, you know, I know we didn't have it back Mm -hmm. 10, 15 years ago, let alone, you know, so let alone 20 years ago, but so people get defeated and they get upset. Their emotions run high, and then they want to post on social media, you know. And and that's their way of dealing. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, what prevented you from? Because I'm trying to teach the young babies out there, or because some of them not even young either. Some of them are old too, you know. But what 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 was it that made you like? Whether you talk to your friends about it, you're close, but you never went to social media in regards to your your feeling behind whatever. Like what was it? And what advice would you just give to those that that have that temperament that they just cannot they gotta get on the keyboard and, and type away?
3: Um can I really be honest about that? Yes,
1: most definitely. You're supposed you better be. You, uh, um
3: I I love all my sisters that I came first runner up to, but I really felt so, in my heart of heart, I gave the pageant away, and I could stand firm and say, you know, you messed up in question, you know, this and mm-hmm. this and that, you know. And I was like, this is
0: this is your fault, Kelly. You gotta go back, you know.
3: It's nobody's fault but your own. But I had some really good supports that night, that you know, that just grabbed me, you know, and just said, this is gonna, you know, this is gonna be okay. Yeah. And I don't think if I if I if I didn't have had that in a mo- in the moment it probably would have went a different way. Okay.
0: Thank you so very and much. I think that
3: Go and, ahead. and another and another thing, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm no angel, you know, I can I I sometimes tend to blow off steam on social media, but I know that, you know, everyone's watching you, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
3: regardless of it's social media, regardless if it's, you know, in your day-to-day life, but everyone is watching you whether you win that night or whether you're
1: top five, but everyone is watching now.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. so true.
1: Um, Fantasia, Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you answer that question uh, later, but but I want to roll back and I want to ask you, you competed for Miss Continental how many times? (laughs) Uh,
2: 13.
1: (laughs) 13, lucky number 13. Okay, so you competed for Miss Continental. 13 times, we're going to stay right there. We're not going to go to Mr. Lee. We're not going to go to T-League yet. Um, what was it? What was the driving force that kept you coming back, especially in the latter years of you competing? Like, what was it that just continuously, like, you would just dust your heels off and, and try again? Like, what was it? Or who was it?
2: Um, the only thing I can say is um, I'm, I'm very unlike a lot of other uh, competitors, per se, and one thing I really, really don't like that crawls deep under my skin is a mm-hmm. sore loser. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I am not. Um, and with that being said, the thing that kept me going back year after year was I was not competing with anyone. I was competing with myself. Mm-hmm. So uh, unlike a lot of people today, I, I mean, my advice is not, not advice. My advice is my opinion, which I'm entitled to. An opinion is never right or wrong. It is just simply my opinion. So mm-hmm. I always try to um, make people understand that I'm not speaking and saying that my word is gold because it's right. not. It's just my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. But the
2: last thing that I would want to do is disappoint people who support me, people who love me. That's why if you if you know me and you see me be first runner-up or second runner-up, the first thing that I do every year that i had to deal with that was i'm out in the lobby i'm taking selfies and i'm meeting and greeting people who have came out to support me yeah. and i'm always extremely happy for the girl who has has succeeded over me and that's the girl that i watched throughout the year i'm snapping my fingers when i first hear when i first see her her um, promo image yeah. i'm like oh right, you go girl I'm just yeah. extremely supportive of other people because I think that's something I would never want anyone to take away from me. Hey. If I was crowned, if I was crowned and I heard people saying boo, or mm-hmm. that that would just destroy me. That mm-hmm. girl that wins, no matter what your opinion is, she deserves the right to embrace and 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 accept all of that, and, yes. and, and that's that, that's her moment, and it should never be taken away from her. Yeah. And at the end of the day, your friends, your family your mother, your father, your, your gay kids, opinions don't matter. The opinions that matter are the judges that have the pen and paper. And when you learn to accept and embrace that and know that you can't change it, it you can take your your uh, defeat. I hate to use the word defeat. You can just take it a little bit better. You know, smile and, and take pictures and let your images be shown that you're okay. And every year I've always been okay when I have any questions about this or any questions about that, I have to let things marinate before I talk about anything. Because yeah. sometimes you're enlightened later on when you see the D V D.
0: Or when you hear
2: these things and someone else because you're not out you're not out off the stage looking at you. You're on the stage doing what you do.
1: So you don't mm-hmm. see what
2: other people see. So before you go and and uh, react a certain way, I think you should just give it time and let things marinate. And, and then, you know, see where you might have went wrong. So every year that I did not prevail, I can, put in, I can, I can look over my package and see why well, I could have did this or I could have did, did that. But the last thing I would ever want to do is take away the glory of a person that has been victorious over me.
1: I am so glad that you said that because, and it's, you know, I've talked about it on previous shows, patentry chat shows, other interviews, is that I've, actually spoke in registration where I was may have been the judge or whatever at another competition. And, you know, it was something that I always would say like at the end of the day, you know, you're going to, you may not be victorious that night, you know, and so someone Mm -hmm. else may may get the title, but, you know, when your time comes around, you're going to want that same uh, applause. You're going to want that same congratulations. You're going to want all of those great things that this other person's gotten. So it's like, just, Mm -hmm. just, just, like you said, go home, digress, get yourself together. And then on top of that, what I've never understood, because like, you, you said practically everything that I would have said, but, like, you can't watch, you're not watching yourself in the pageant. Aren't, you, should, you should be mm-hmm. busy competing <laughs> and getting ready for the next category. And so I think what, right. sometimes <laughs> what happens is people are listening to their friends, family, whoever, you know, because I, I believe that there are two different types of spectators. You know, I believe that there's people that come to the pageant and they're solely looking at their girl, you know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. and, and everyone else is oblivious. Everyone else does not matter. Then there's some that come. There's another spectator that comes that can really look at it as an even playing, feeling like even though I have a bunch of girls in the pageant, I have a bunch of guys in the pageant that I support and I love. I'm looking at it from a pageant goer, and I can see what's right, what's wrong, whatever, and at the end of the night, it is what it is, you know? And so you have that. Right. And so I always tell people, you know, that, that, that my, my close friends that may not understand pageants or that go just to support someone or whatever, like, go with an open mind. And when you're looking at your girl, look at the girl in front of her, and to look at the girl behind her too, you know, because it, is mm-hmm. not, it may not go the way that you have envisioned it. You know, and then as far as competitors are concerned, making sure that you are right mentally, making sure that you're prepared mentally going into the competition, being prepared for the win, and also being prepared for the loss. You know, we we (laughs) want to say there are no losers. Everybody's a winner. Yes, indeed. But at the end of the night, there's only going to be one queen. There's going to be only one king at the end of the night. And so someone is going to take the defeat. And so you have to be ready to say, hey, I may get it, I may not. You know, but be confident in what you what you presented to the, judge, the judges and the audience and all of that. And then, you know, look at, wait till the DVD and the scores come out and then, you know, go and be your own judge and look at things and say, you know what, yeah, you're right. I, I could have done this better. Oh, now mm-hmm. I see what they're talking about. Can't I always go on the, on, on the mm-hmm. audience hype, you know, because that'll mess you up. Right. <laughs> that'll mess you up. It's okay. Right. So you did Continental 13 mm-hmm. times. What was, what, who or what <laughs> made you decide decide to go to Miss Continental Elite?
2: I'm glad you asked that question, Micah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, the, the funny thing is I equate continental to continental. Okay. So when I say I've, I'm Miss Continental Elite, mm-hmm. I equate my 14th attempt to become continental. Because okay. at the end of the day, in the words of Giselle Barbie Royale, our mm-hmm. rainy Miss Westland. Now, <laughs> she said, uh, congratulations. By the way, go ahead. <laughs> she said to me, in, uh, and she inboxed me, and even though it was typed, I can hear her voice saying, "Girl, it's the same crown." Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: because I had already had on my agenda to do Elite, I was mm-hmm. just wanting to do Elite after Continental. Gotcha. So when I landed Elite. The reason I went to Elite is because I didn't want to go right back to Continental, but I didn't want to stop the momentum that was flowing.
0: Gotcha. And at Mm. the end of the day,
2: I wanted to be a part of Continental. Continental. Mm -hmm. After I was crowned in this Continental Elite throughout my reign, within, I would say within three to four months, was when I realized that old term, that old saying, that things happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. I've never been more happy. And more content than I am, that I thought I would be being elite. So, right now, I feel like there's no reason for me to even go back to Miss Continental,
0: uh-huh.
2: unless, of course, I'm sponsored by Oprah. <laughs> um,
0: okay. <laughs> Oprah Sandman.
2: <laughs> right. Um, because at the end of the day, it's like she said, it's, I mean, it's the same crown, it's the same prestige, it's the same. I'm just, I'm so, so happy where I'm at right now. I think it would be senseless for me to make any attempts to to be miscontinental. I'm not saying that I never would, but I'm just saying that financially, and like I said earlier, it's an expensive hobby. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would right. never want to backtrack and go back somewhere to get the same continental crown. Yeah. You know, if I ever did it again, it would be because I have money to burn or I hit the lottery or somebody right. is fully sponsoring me and I got corporate sponsors. But right. uh, I would never – Probably return at my own expense or the expense of others supporting me and to gofundMe links and stuff like that because I'm fine exactly where I am, and I equate this win as my fourteenth attempt to be continental
1: I love it, I love it so what do you think is the i don't want to say misconception, but maybe like or what do you think people perceive elite to be because I feel like as a as some as someone who has sat and was finally able, because, you know, I, I've judged the, the miss I, I've judged the mist, i judged the plus, but, you know, and I've judged a part of the elite. I never was able to judge, you know, I, I, was, I would judge a part of the elite, like it would be pre-M night or something, but, you know, I was able to, like, really sit there and, 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 and sit and interview, judge interview You know, of course, Final Night and all that great stuff. And thankful and grateful for all of those. Um, Because this this is – it's a a wonderful and humbling experience for me just to be able to sit there, you know, and listen Mm -hmm. to these ladies, you know, group after group. I mean, the interview Uh, is – I don't care. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I'm about to say. (laughs) But plus, Mr. Miss, you guys have – these ladies, when it comes to interview – it's like you don't want it to end. You do exactly. not want the interview to end. It's something like unbelievable because you're looking at ladies who have all of this experience. You're looking at ladies that have, for me, you know, what, pulling out those old tapes and watching Miss Florida and watching the old Miss Continental tapes and watching Miss Old Hot Lantas and all these types of – you're watching these ladies that you – for me, when I first came into this industry, I, my very first tape, I say it time and time again, was Miss Continental 1985. Maya Douglas and, and being able to watch all of these ladies and some of these same mm-hmm. ladies tread in and, and as Miss Continental Elite, so you know just seeing all of this experience that they have and the fight that they have and they come and they really have a, they they're, they're the pageant. They are the oh, yeah. Pageants. So so what do you what do you think people perceive it to? Because I'm I'm still not I feel like people are coming and they're they're, they're starting to get it now, you know
2: or well, whatever, but. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, think you, I think you just answered it for yourself, that people are starting to get it now. And mm-hmm. I think prior to, what, five years ago, people perceived uh, Continental Elite as for the older girls versus the seasoned girls, right, the legendary right. girls. There's no way you're ever going to get a newcomer right. at, 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 in the elite division. And now that I am elite, I've been able to sit, into, sit in all of the interviews. And as far as Miss Continental and any other pageantry system, if those interviews were videotaped, these young girls would learn a very valuable lesson, and they could take away so much from that. And being, um, and I'm sure Kiki can relate to this. When you become the 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 national representatives, it's like all the contestants become your girls. Like they're like, it's like these, these are my ladies. Mm-hmm. and you feel so proud of them, every contestant. When I listen an interview, I promise you, I so, promise you, I was in, um, in Arizona, and I sat in on interviews for uh, Mr. and Miss um, um, West Coast Continental. And then when I went to Ohio and sat in on interviews for, oh, I literally had to fight back tears because I was so proud of these ladies I was like, that's how you do it.
0: Yeah. And
2: every reaction of every judge at every interview that I've been to is the same reaction. They're like, wow. So it's, I, I feel like Elite is kind of like the new Continental per se, mm-hmm. because these are the girls that are from the era when I when I started. So I feel like I'm back at the era, of, you know, way back then, but it's now modernized for today. Um, so the 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 classic and the elite ladies are the ones that are going to bring it to the stage and thoroughly entertain you.
1: Yes, yes, Kiki.
2: What you got to say about the plus girls? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> what you got to say about? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to thoroughly entertain you as well. <laughs> no, I no no no. I'm just saying. What do you, what do you have to say about them? Because I I I was able to you know. Go to a few prelims and I see what's coming on the down the the plus pipeline too. So you know, oh, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited I, on on that end as well.
3: Yeah, I can honestly say that this is going to be one of the most amazing years of competition for Continental Plus. So many of the girls, I'm always on the phone with at least one of them on a daily basis, are so excited, so driven, so prepared. I I feel like it's going to be one of the most amazing years. Of competition,
1: so all
2: of you make sure you're there,
1: <laughs> okay? Oh, yeah, make and, sure you're and, there and April and 1st, both, 2nd, and 3rd. Go ahead, Fantasia. And,
2: mm-hmm. with, and with both divisions, uh, you know, because we've been side by side with both divisions. um, it, what, What's so funny is the the quality of contestants that mm-hmm. we have. This year. Mm. I mean, it's like there, are yeah, teams, oh my god, it's going to be. I wish I didn't have to, like, step down. I wish I could, like, literally watch <laughs> from beginning mm-hmm. to end yeah, because yeah. I know that it's going to be an amazing year because of the quality of mm-hmm. contestants yeah. that we have coming.
3: You know, and, and I, know, I know a lot we've had conversations about getting um, discouraged because of the quantity versus quality, but mm-hmm. I think you can also agree with this, Fontasia. Everyone who wants to be confidential or wants to be there will be mm-hmm. there. So yeah. I, I, you know,
1: I, I agree. I agree. Yes. You know, so
3: I always say walk in your destiny. Nobody's going to do it for you. So if you right. want to be continental, you got you, you got to be in it to win it, whether they're, you know, 15 girls or whether they're 40 girls.
1: Everybody That's who right. wants to be continental, wants, wants to be that, will be there. And bring your, your very best self, your very best attitude, you know, be prompt, professional, mm-hmm. on time, all that great stuff, you know, and ready for the fight. And don't hold anything back.
2: You know, mm-hmm.
1: don't, don't wait, like I say, don't wait to final night. You may never see it, right? You yeah. know, <laughs> you know, so don't wait. Bring it out, you
2: know, and and and, and, and let's have a pageant. Mm-hmm. And a good thing that we both are blessed with, um, Kiki and I both, and I think just in in general with society and in um, today's uh, wake of social media now mm-hmm. is when I when I think back in 1990 and 91. We didn't have these tools that we have today, uh, so yeah.
0: Also,
2: this was influenced uh, to me th- uh, through uh, Carolyn Fox. She created a um, a group page for all the contestants that were mm-hmm. qualified. She created a group page, so I took that idea and I do that now. So me and all of the girls, we Kiki and we talked. Uh, from time to time, and, and we keep in contact with each other. I have my own personal group page where I communicate back and forth with every single qualified contestant. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a way of just creating a lot of camaraderie before yes. we even get mm-hmm. to the nationals. So th- th- that's just a great yeah. tool. To are have you to national have titles title holders out there listening? <laughs> like, that's, that's <laughs> we I mean, also,
1: honestly, those are the things that need to happen. Go ahead, something.
3: We are we have the same one for, for plus I I think it was yeah. Coffee who yeah. started that. Um mm-hmm. the qualified contestants uh-huh. and you know, with yeah. the promoters and having an ongoing dialogue.
0: Yeah. You know, we
3: talk we talk about different things as far as stocking versus skincare and so and so on. It's it's just amazing to you know to be there for the ladies. So.
1: Yeah, and those mm-hmm. and those things are important and those are the things that will keep um keep wanting to have those ladies come back, even if they're, you know, they're not fortunate to win. It's like that camaraderie that they have. They may not, they may go somewhere else. They may not have that when they go and compete for something else, you know? And it's like, you know what? I remember when I competed here and I had this and, you know, I enjoyed what was going on here. I'm going to go back. And I, I, I love that. I love that sense of family. And they always say, you know, Continental is a family. It, it most definitely is, whether you are a promoter, whether you are the title holder, a former, or even a spectator that's been going for many, many years—it's a family, you know. And so I don't know who would not want to be a part of, of something oh, that yeah. is so family-based, you know. And don't be afraid of continent Don't be afraid of the the name and the title continental, because like once you're in there, man, it's it's truly uh, it's an honor, but it's also like it's just family. It's it's it's, it's just oh, yeah. it's just you know something I would have never imagined after all these years that. I would even be a part, you know. But I'm, I'm but I'm so grateful. And so I always tell people, you know, get in where you fit in. I mean, why not come over, um, ladies? I have just a few questions for you. I'm gonna let you go. But uh, what is it that you love about being Miss Continental Plus, Kiki? What is it that you love about being Miss Continental Plus?
3: I love that I can inspire someone else to to be inspired the way I was. If mm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I love that I could, you know, really talk to the ladies and really inspire them that they could do the same thing that I did and still have their every their everyday life. They can still, you know, do this or do that, but they can really be Continental and to really believe it in your heart. And I think that's the thing that I will really take away um, with Continental after I step down and, and hopefully be on the board or as an MC, <laughs> you know, Um that's one of the
1: I, I feel the biggest thing that I love about being continental. What is it that you're gonna miss about being Miss Continental plus?
2: Fontaine
0: L'Amour.
3: <laughs> 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 i'm gonna I'm gonna really miss the relationships um with my court. We talk just about every day, right um yeah. and having that and being able to really make decisions. Um in, in different capacities like, you know, what we're gonna where is it's preliminary or, you know, what our hair is gonna look like or what we're gonna what we're both gonna say and be on the same page when we talk to promoters. Those mm-hmm. those different um administrative things that really kept um the quote unquote business going. Okay. I think I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna miss those. And I may have some issues in letting go, but <laughs>
1: You know, you know, what continent always continental. so oh, Almost uh, that. Nice so, Fantasia, what what um what is it that you love about being this continental elite? Um. Or being look, that, look, look, I'm look, I'm gonna rephrase that. What do you love uh, about being continental? <laughs>
0: thank you. Uh,
2: <laughs> <me>. um, <laughs> um, I love the fact that I've done it. And okay. I have to uh, go back again and mention her name again, Giselle uh-huh. Barbie Royale.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, she mentioned she said something that was um, um, that, that kind of stuck with me at at registration, and it was it was a it was a reality check. She said to all of the the uh, contestants that everyone is not going to be a continental, mm-hmm. and that is so true. Is. And I'm glad that I am because there. There are quite a few that probably will never be. And knowing that I am, it just makes me extremely uh, happy and satisfied because unbeknownst to a lot of people, even my, uh, my vertebrates, I mean, when I say vertebrates, I mean my closest, closest mm-hmm. friends, um, this was really part of my bucket list in life. And mm-hmm. to, know that I've achieved, uh, to know that I've achieved that, it's like something I can check off of my, my bucket list and and feel happy about it, um, and then knowing that when when my name was called, when the the, the energy in the room and the satisfaction and mm. the gratification of so many other people, that's what made wow. me uh, really emotional. Because I was saying to myself, uh, and we always play at home with my kids. I will I'll get in the mirror and I will we'll practice reactions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> we would do a little silly stuff. In fact, there's reaction. And I realize you just never know how you're going to react. Right. And my reaction was emotional because of the way everyone else embraced it.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. it was
2: everyone was so happy for me. Yeah. And that's what made me accept and embrace it and, and feel more content.
1: Most definitely. I mean, the room was, I mean, I, I like, you. I equate yours and Antoine. Like when like it's just like the whole room just erupted. You know what I'm saying? It was like everybody was like happy and not saying like kind of like finally, but we're so happy for her and we're so happy for him. You know that that they gotten it because those uh, there's been a lot of us that have been riding that with you. You know with you all that have been supporting, whether it be financially mm-hmm. or just or just mentally, just sitting in the audience, just saying rooting. You know rooting for. For for the both of you, and then that response. I mean, both of you just had the response of like everybody just like erupted. Even people that you didn't probably think would. I mean, just was like really really happy. So um, it's it, it was interesting to to see that you were practicing your reaction. Oh, yeah. oh, oh you, and and the reaction <laughs> that you rare practice, you never you you never end up. Getting it. <laughs> Never gonna well, my go ahead. The the
2: reaction I was thinking I was going to do was like the fist pump, like yes, yes, I, yes, I'm ready.
1: <laughs> or the double fist pump,
2: <laughs>
1: like I've seen right. so many people do. <laughs> right. Okay. So what what is it that you're going to miss about being continental?
2: Um, I think you know what. Actually, I think I'm going to miss communicating in in reference to business with a lot of the promoters. Okay. Because I have gained so much respect. For promoters, because um, I'm watching them, and I eventually want to become a promoter,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and I'm also now um, assistant promoter to Southern California Continental.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, because I'm on, on that other end, I've, I I know the importance of of how important they are to yeah. the system, they and are they do important. so much. They do so much and to go unnoticed, and 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 the fact that they do it out of the goodness of their heart. They're not there for accolades. They're not there Mm -hmm. for awards. They're there because they want to do something to help someone else. Because realistically, I'm going to be honest, it's not like it's anything that's very profitable. The profit is within your heart. And to know that these these promoters do this year after year after year, especially the ones that have done it consecutively, I have to show deep appreciation uh, to them to let them know how happy I am and, and, and how how much I appreciate them and to know, you know, after this is all over with, I won't be calling and talking to them as often, but there's still relationships mm-hmm. that I'm going to carry with me for a lifetime.
0: Yeah, yeah. Promoters are
3: very yeah, we important just,
2: people. We were, just, <laughs> we were just, we were just talking about that. What we,
3: um, maybe two weeks ago. And Jim always said that the promoters are the backbone of yes, the organization, of the but yeah, you would, you would really be amazed. Um, just, how much the promoters invest in Continental without really a return on investment, but wanting to see a girl or a guy make their uh, meet their dreams. Dream. It was right. Right. amazing to see um, some of the, the hard work, the money spent with some of the promoters this year. We appreciate all of you. Great.
2: And the emotional have, investment,
1: too. I have um, two uh, quick questions and then we're done. Um the first one, I'm trying to see which one I want to ask first. Okay, so the first one, um, what uh, preliminaries are upcoming for your divisions, if any? What, what, what prelims are left?
3: For um, my division, there is one more preliminary left, and that is Carolina's Continental Um, that's going to be held um, within the next month or so. The date Mm -hmm. hasn't been set as of yet, but that is the final opportunity to qualify for Miss Continental Plus 2018. Um, 24 qualified contestants at the time, and hopefully we'll have maybe 27 or 30 by the end. But um, Carolina's Continental is the last time you uh, the last qualifying prelim
1: for Continental Plus. Okay. Thank you, Carolina's Continental, and that's normally held in Miami, Florida. Our mm-hmm. uh, promoter, Allison Thomas. Okay, so, and yourself, Fantasia, what do we have on the books? <laughs> on the Well,
2: mine will, will be the same, uh, Carolina's, okay. which is uh, okay. t- t- tentative as far as the okay. date is concerned. And the other one would be March 11th, which is Liberty Continental. However, with Liberty Continental, Liberty Continental is very close to Nationals, so right. that particular um, that per- particular um, pageant is limited for elite contenders. Okay. So uh, they have to register online in order to um, to qualify to compete, and it's and it's a limit. So when they log online. To um, to register, if they once they get X amount of girls on the site, it'll say no longer accepting. So anyone okay. interested, it would be best that they log on and get it done like yesterday. And what's the um, website? It's www.libertycontinental.net.
1: Okay, www.libertycontinental.net.
2: Dot net, right. yes. And those promoters, um, um, Rob D'Anthony and Khalil Valentino. Are uh, actually uh, promoters that were that was my last representation for a regular Continental when mm-hmm. I ran, and they were they're really really great promoters. They added this elite division in my honor, and depending on how things go, it may be continuing for the next few years. And they're celebrating oh, five years this year too, so. Yes, yeah, so I'll be there with my bells on. I
1: love Rob. I definitely love Khalil Khalil's one of my good friends. So, and it's wonderful. Pre- and they show. were so, yeah. so. Guys, come out, mm-hmm. guys, girls everybody. Yeah. They were also the
3: promoter of our Mr. Continental. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, right? yes.
1: That's what Ramon,
3: Ramon yes. Liberty
2: Ramon, Continental. Ramon, that's right. With, yeah, Ramon was Liberty Continental.
1: That's right.
2: Baby Last, boy. We call him baby boy. Baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, <laughs> young, he's the youngest
1: of us four. <laughs> yeah, he's very young. <laughs> <laughs> Last question of the, of the evening. Real quick, because uh, we only have a few minutes. Um, What advice would you give to any one of those ladies that are currently qualified or or will become qualified um, to become your successor in the coming months, what advice would you give them? You know
2: what? I would give them the the advice that I just recently heard uh, from um, Tiffany Hunter, who was one of the judges Mm. for Westland, and she said something that was very profound, and I really agree with it. Throughout your reign, you have to put yourself last. You are the bottom mm. of the totem pole. At the top mm-hmm. of that totem pole, the most important person are your promoters, and and then your contestants and and the patrons. You are last. You're mm. the last thing. And and be prepared to uh, be self sufficient and to take care of yourself and not be relying on others.
1: Good, great advice, Tiffany. Great advice, Fontasia. That's some good stuff. <laughs> That's some good stuff because you got a lot of people walking around looking for a handout, you know, because they are now national title mm-hmm. holders. There's a lot more that comes with it, so yeah, stop, Don't be selfish in the game, you know. So those are some great. That mm-hmm. was great advice. Okay, um, and Kiki, what about you? Um,
3: I, there's three three things. Uh, the first is do not second guess yourself. Okay. You know, when you second guess yourself, you get you get really crazy. Keep in mind that you're. You know, you're preparing a package, a year-long package, but you're only on stage for 15 minutes, if so. So don't second-guess yourself. Believe in yourself and give it all you can from interview from interview on. The next um, thing is to, um, is don't be afraid to ask questions, you know, whether you're competing or once you even ring. Don't assume anything is what it is. Always be able to ask questions and be able to communicate with the national office and your promoters and your contestants.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So that's
1: my advice. Well, thank you so very much, ladies. It's been a pleasure and an honor to be able to sit with you um, for the last hour and maybe forty-five minutes or so. I'm excited to see um, the both of you at your relinquishing, as I would call it. Um, but I'm sure I'll be seeing you. Um, I'll be seeing you before that. Definitely, I'll be seeing Fantasia at Liberty. I'm sure. Um, are you going? I'll are be you coming? To Kiki? Okay, Kiki. Okay, so we're gonna make it a party. I'll see you guys that um, weekend. Um, thanks to everyone that listened mm-hmm. on tonight. But if you can, Kiki and Fontasia, just hold the line for me. We're gonna allow the closing to play, and um, we'll be done. So hold the and line, also, ladies. And also, guys, okay. thank you so much
3: for not only supporting
1: the current court, but supporting Continental. And we welcome you all, and we love yes, you. Yes, everybody, thank come, come on over. Hold on, hold on, Get for you ladies. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Well, that's actually it for tonight's show, everyone. I would like to thank both of my guests this evening, my Continental Sisters, Kiki Velasquez-Lord, Miss Continental Plus, and Miss Fantasia L'Amour, your reigning Miss Continental Elite. Now, remember, Continental Plus will be held at the Park West on April 1st and 3rd, with the first being the preliminary night and the third being final night. And for Elite, their competition, also at the Park West Theater, will be held April 1st and 2nd, preliminaries on the 1st and final night on the 2nd. Make sure to get your tickets for the contest. They go on sale February 25th. You can also go to the Continental Pastry System Facebook page or www.thebatonshowlounge.com and click on the Continental tab for more information and everything Continental. Now, before we go, of course, I would like to leave you all with a quote of the week. And here's this week's quote. Remember, the price of success is hard work, dedication to the job at hand, and the determination that whether we win or that we lose We've applied the best of ourselves to the task at hand. Again, the price of success is hard work, dedication to the job at hand, and the determination that whether we win or that we lose, we've applied the best of ourselves to the task at hand. Until next time, everyone be blessed.